It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. All right, everybody, this is a special edition of the Washington football team podcast, not our first edition uh, for the weekend edition. No, that's right. We already recorded one and had to completely scrap it because we were in the post-production phase and then the bleep hit the fan. This particular episode is brought to you by Rock Auto and rockauto.com. That's right, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. That's right. All right, I'm Chris Russell. Um, so <laughs> the best way we can just go through this is we have to scrap everything that we had and we have to give you all the breaking news uh, and analyze it as best we can in pretty much real time and then update it on our next episode if and as we get it. So Darius Geis was arrested on multiple charges, turned himself into authorities on Friday afternoon in Loudoun County, Virginia, released on a $10,000 unsecured bond and cut by the Washington football team. So here's basically the According to the Washington Post and TMZ Sports, Geis was apparently investigated or is being investigated for three separate incidents. Three separate assaults, February 14th, March 13th, and April 17th. Three different incidents. And they all apparently took place at his home in Ashburn, Virginia. For whatever reason, the uh, incidents were first reported to the Montgomery County, Maryland Police Department, where the victim, or the alleged victim, lives. They were investigated by the Loudoun County Sheriff's Office and their Domestic Violence Unit in coordination with that particular police department. And that's where we got the charges from Friday. So how they went about actually doing that, that is unknown. Uh, But apparently is in conjunction with Loudoun County and Montgomery County. The Washington football team says they first heard about this on Thursday and then immediately was in contact with the National Football League and they issued this statement and we'll read it verbatim just so that we're clear on thursday we learned of a potential domestic violence related incident involving rb running back darius geis we immediately alerted the national football league and have continued to work with them during this process we then met with darius to inform him that he was excused from all team activity pending a review of this matter This afternoon, meaning Friday afternoon, 
we learned that there were multiple charges filed against Arias. Upon review of the nature of these charges and following internal discussions, we have decided to release Darius immediately. In case you're kind of wondering what the charges are, right? The charges, one count of strangulation, which is a felony charge. Obviously, very, 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 very serious charge. All right, so the three other charges, in addition to the strangulation charge, is three counts of assault and battery and one count of destruction of property. Um, so there's differing ways of saying all this. TMZ is reporting that it was just suspicion of domestic violence and calling it multiple charges, including one count of felony strangulation. Uh, that's according to the county sheriff's office. So, I mean, we have to go with five total charges, one felony count, three counts of assault and battery, which would make sense matching up with those three dates, and one count of destruction of property. Now, we don't know what exact property or anything like that. doesn't really matter. Um, but here's the bottom line, is these three incidents, which apparently happened, and how this stayed quiet, I, I, I really don't know. These three incidents that happened and led to these charges are extremely serious charges, obviously. And even if Darius Geis is found not guilty, even if the alleged victim changes their mind and doesn't push forward and recants their story, no matter what the situation is, short of some smoking gun that absolutely proves Darius Geis innocent, he would be at the minimum suspended by the NFL and obviously facing much, much, much deeper charges. So Washington releases him on Friday night, which of course upsets his lawyer because his lawyer then turns around and issues a statement late on Friday night saying that the Loudoun County Sheriff's Office obtained the arrest warrants, but unfortunately their investigators did not seek a statement or any input from Darius before the warrants were issued. Now, again, you normally talk to the perpetrator, right? You normally try and interview, try and see statements, try and see if they're lying, whatever. The lawyer is saying that they didn't speak to Darius guys at all. Um, also, he's saying that the failure to fully investigate allegations of events, which took allegedly place months ago, which is those dates we were talking about, is inexplicable. And based on only on the assertion of those unsubstantiated charges is what the Washington football team then chose to do, which is release Darius. And the lawyer said without any inquiry as to what he did or what did or did not take place. And the lawyer goes on to say, Darius has continued to work exceedingly hard to contribute to the Washington football team, was expected to be a key player this season, and he was released without a single question as to what occurred. So 
we're to believe that the authorities in Loudoun County didn't ask any questions, didn't obtain any statement, didn't interview Darius Geis at all, and that the Washington football team didn't either. And they just all whacked him and all charged him and all accused him and all tried to ruin his everything. I mean, that's hard to fathom. You understand how ridiculous that sounds, right? It's hard to fathom. I mean, it could be true in parts, but it's really hard to fathom. So Darius Geis gets released, and potentially he could have a grievance somehow through the NFLPA against the Washington football team, and they'll have to deal with that. Clearly, they feel they have every right. And the question is, is do they? Did they make the right decision? Should they have waited? Why don't we tackle that next right here on the Locked on Washington football team podcast plus Dan Snyder in the news. Oh, yeah, it was not a quiet Friday evening for sure in the summertime. I'm Chris Russell, Locked on Washington football. All right, it is Chris Russell here for our friends at Rock Auto and rockauto.com. I told you recently I got a new car, so that should mean that I should be good for a little while. But you know what? I could still go to rockauto.com for accessories. Even though I don't need major repairs anymore like I did on my old clunker, I could still get accessories and different things to soup up my car to make me look cool because trust me I don't look cool but while you can try and look cool or you can try and save a buck depending on what you need for your car or truck you should go to rockauto.com save yourself a buck save yourself five bucks save yourself ten bucks maybe even more depending on what you need if you need a major part if you need a minor accessory you can get it all at rockauto.com and you don't pay those big auto parts superstar prices because rockauto.com isn't going to treat you any differently than anybody else they're going to treat you well and they're going to give you the best prices no matter what you need for your car or truck go there right now rockauto.com see all the parts available for your vehicle and write locked on in there how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you rockauto.com amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need only one stop and only one place to go rockauto.com If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, I'm Chris Russell. We're back on the Washington football team podcast. So the question becomes is whether Darius Geis, whether it was the right thing to do for Washington at the time in which they did it, to release him, right? Clearly, his lawyer doesn't appreciate that. I get that. He's got to defend his client. 
clearly there are different ways to go about this. The Seattle Seahawks, they didn't, to my knowledge, come out and publicly support Quentin Dunbar, but they supported him enough not to cut him. And on Friday, they got rewarded for that support. Charges were dropped for the incident in South Florida with DeAndre Baker, the Giants' young corner, former, former first-round pick from a year and a half ago. The problem is, speaking of DeAndre Baker, his charges, including felonies, got upheld and became official. So both teams, the Giants and the Seahawks, did the opposite of what Washington did in terms of they held on to their properties and Seattle got rewarded and the Giants did not. Now, it's very likely that both players are going to get suspended anyway, right? Just because charges were dropped for insufficient evidence does not mean that the NFL doesn't step in and suspend Quentin Dunbar. And forget about DeAndre Baker. I mean, again, first, he's going to have to beat the criminal charges. Second, then he's going to have to deal with the NFL. But the NFL is a private employer. It's a private entity. Only the Green Bay Packers are a public trust with stock and all that good stuff. As I'll continue to say until I'm six feet underground, private employers and private companies have the right to do things whatever, however they want and however they see fit as long as it falls under the legal guidelines, meaning you can't abuse employees and, you know, do some of the nefarious stuff that we've seen and heard out of companies because you then could be called on the carpet by the Players Association or by players or, or what have you. you. You you can't, two choices here. One, to stand by Darius Geis. Two, to pull the trigger. And obviously they pulled the trigger. So the argument is, well, why? Let, let's take it apart. Well, they could have supported him. They could have had his back. They could have. But that was the second major arrest by a Washington player in the last three months. They're still holding on to Cody Latimer. I don't know exactly why, but they still are. His next court date is like August 21st or 22nd. Maybe they're trying to see if the charges get dropped and he can come back and help the team at some point. I mean, that seems like the most reasonable thing to do. And plan to have. The problem is, what happens when your best laid plans go to absolute, you know what. I mean, this is a situation where it's hard to fathom that nothing happened here in any one of these three different incidents about a month apart. I mean, you can have, you know, feisty relationships. You can have whatever situation you want. But what you can't do 
is do what Darius Geis is accused of. And for the Washington football team to sit by and defend Darius Geis or believe Darius Geis or absorb the bullets for Darius Geis by shielding him, protecting him, answering and asking you know, all of the criticism that they already take that they're trying desperately to get away from, you don't want that in your building. You don't want that as part of your program. I, you know, I, fair or unfair, and it's probably unfair to Darius Geis, who, again, hasn't been found guilty of anything, but he hasn't been found innocent either. And so we sit here and we wonder, well, again, why did Washington make such a quick trigger judgment? Well, Again, you have all of these games coming up. You have all of these practices coming up. You do not want, again, people, me, in the media constantly writing about, talking about, videotaping, quoting, interviewing a a guy like Darius Geis. I mean, you don't want that. And then you don't want that for other players and you don't want that for the head coach where they have to spend time worrying about that and asking that question or answering that question. It's awkward. It's uncomfortable. Here's the bottom line. And I know this is a long-winded explanation. The Washington football team has every right to do what they did. I don't see where they violated any rules. I'm sure the NFLPA will try and find that they violated a couple of rules. Here's here here's the issue is there are better teams that are in position to deal with this type of situation when you're trying to rebuild a culture when when you've talked as loudly as as you have for doing things a different way for doing things a a for doing things in a non-professional manner, you don't have a right to have a job. You don't have a right to have a job. So I can't sit here and tell you I blame that I blame anybody but Darius Geis here. He put himself in this situation, regardless of how it exactly happened. He put himself in that situation. I don't, again, understand the, the, the length of the case and all that st- stuff. That that I, I, I don't know. All right, we're going to take a time out here on the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Uh, I apologize. <laughs> My brain is uh, simply fried, uh, so I'm probably babbling and not making a whole lot of sense. But here's the bottom line. Um, Washington had every right to let Darius guys go, regardless of how it plays out in the criminal system. You don't want that embarrassment around. You don't want that nightmare around. You don't want, especially because he can't stay healthy. And we don't even know what Ron Rivera and Kyle's, well, we we think we know what Kyle's, we don't know what Ron Rivera and Eric Stokes and all those people had on Darius Geis when he was coming out of the draft, when they were in Charlotte. So they had that information coupled with whatever Kyle Smith had and whatever others in the Washington organization have along with the charges and along with the fact that they didn't make a decision on him. They didn't bring him in. Um, So, you know, who knows? Maybe this is a cut situation and he comes back. I doubt it. 
All right, so we'll take a timeout right here on an L-O-W-F-T and come back and put the finishing touches on the show. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So we wrap up the Locked On Washington football team podcast with the fact that Darius Geis, again, is no longer with the Washington football team. Uh, I don't think that can be reversed, but maybe it can. I, I doubt it. Um, the, the league office, the transaction wire goes at 4 o'clock Eastern time. So usually, um, you know, maybe they can pull it back if, if they find out some sort of information in between now and then. I don't know by Saturday at 4 o'clock. I'm not sure. Here's the other big news that happened. Dan Snyder is suing a media company for $10 million over false sex trafficking stories. Now, you may remember around the time that the Washington Post story came out that there was all sorts of wild speculation and rumors about Jeffrey Epstein and about sex parties and about the yacht and all that stuff and sex trafficking And so Dan Snyder went to federal court on Friday morning to seek info on a company called New Content Media. This is according to TMZ, which operates the website. And I've never heard of this website, but it's meaw.com, M-E-A-W-W.com. And he filed a $10 million lawsuit in India against the parent company of the website that published the stories last month. Now, I wasn't aware that there was an actual website that published the stories. I I mean, obviously, I saw it all on, uh, like, Reddit and, and in tweets and all that stuff. Now, TMZ Sports says that, according to documents that they, uh, obtained, that this website, meaw.com, posted an article hinting that a forthcoming Washington Post story was going to expose Snyder's alleged involvement in sex trafficking. He pointed out that the website post sourced anonymous Reddit posts, which we told you about, uh, including one that said that Dan was going to be arrested for sex trafficking and that he was on Jeffrey Epstein's list. Now, in the Washington Post, there was nothing like that, right? Um, So the bottom line is what we don't know is was there more than what the Washington Post put in? We don't know that. They say there wasn't. We don't know that. Number two. We don't know exactly what has happened because just because it wasn't reported doesn't mean that it didn't happen. But I would just tell you this. I had never heard any connection at all to Jeffrey Epstein in all the stuff that I've heard, 
in all the rumors and the allegations and stuff that I've seen, I've never heard that. I've never heard that. And I know in talking to people behind the scenes, they had never heard it either. So maybe it happened. I don't know. but, But somebody would have heard about this is the way I look at it. So I don't believe it happened. Um, and I don't blame Dan for being upset. I don't blame Dan for being upset. I mean, sexual harassment and firing employees is one thing. That's a whole nother thing. A whole nother thing. So Dan calls the stories utterly untrue and legitimate uh, and no legitimate journalistic basis whatsoever. So he's seeking $10 million for defamation. I mean, I, ho- I hope he gets it. I, I don't know where this company is going to come up with that kind of money. Uh, you know, remember what happened with Hulk Hogan and I think it was Gawker or whatever it was. Um, you know, Hogan won a lot of money and Gawker didn't, you know, have the money. So I don't know what happens in that particular case, but Dan's clearly flexing his muscles. So the team issued a statement on Friday afternoon as well, saying, quote, in response to false and slanderous stories attributed to a paid-for-hire publication, Mr. Snyder has filed a defamation action in India and an action in Los Angeles seeking to compel discovery in the United States to uncover the person or persons involved in the placement of these stories. While Mr. Snyder understands the truthful criticism about the Washington football team comes with the territory of owning the team, malicious criminal allegations cross the line. He intends to hold all of those responsible for this defamation accountable and will donate any proceeds recovered in the lawsuit to charity, which is an interesting, uh, which is an interesting thing here. So, um, I mean, you know, here's the bottom line. I, you know, look, th- this team is an absolute just mess. I mean, India, $10 million lawsuits, running backs who say they didn't do it. And lawyers who say, you know, uh, nobody interviewed any, it's just a circus. And it, you know, and here's the, here's the bottom line that the owner suing people and two players, two players, one that Rivera brought here and one that Rivera inherited and one that was expected to be a starter have been arrested in the last three months on multiple, multiple charges, including felony charges. Cody Latimer as well. Don't forget about that. And Latimer is still on the team, whereas Geis was just immediately let go. So, uh, you know, the difference between those two, I don't know. I mean, that's one question. I've got to figure out a way to get Ron Rivera to talk about. Also, one last thing, Adrian Peterson says he wants to break Emmett Smith's all-time rushing record. I mean, Adrian Peterson has said a couple of times now that he wants to play for another three, four, five years. That's great. I don't think it's going to happen here, but now with Darius Geis out of here, um, I guess there's more of an opportunity, and there's a bigger role for Bryce Love and a bigger role 
for Antonio Gibson. Watch out. There's a lot going on as usual. I'm Chris Russell. Adios. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.